0: Hey, we're on the monorail,
1: heading toward
0: the Hall of Presidents.
1: You know, I miss when they had the Muppets over there. Yeah,
0: they need more Muppets in the park, for sure. Like Muppet Spaceship Earth? Muppet Tower Terror?
1: Oh, an actual Muppet Haunted Mansion. Muppet Dapper Dance. Muppet Small World? Dude, they could do Country Bear Muppets. Uh, What about
2: Muppet Muppet Vision 3D? Dude, you've gone too far
1: welcome to episode 215 of the Diz his podcast i'm one of your hosts chris and i'm alex today wow that was very enthusiastic alex are you you, uh you happy to be here today
0: i am very happy to be
1: here all right just making sure Today we will be giving the his on Muppet Vision 3D. Yes, we will. There we go. That's the spirit. Right now we're recording live for our Goof Troop members. What's our Goof Troop? You might ask. It's our Patreon members. It's our uh, inner circle. It's our secret society that you can join for as little as what? How much? How much a month is it, Alex? How much? I think it's, it's as little as two dollars. Like two bucks. That's like what? Twenty four dollars a year. You're gonna spend way more on like I don't know the App Store marvel snap coffee
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah About two dollars a month you can uh
0: marvel snap
1: <laughs> i spent i spend 24 dollars like every once every week on marvel snap let's be real <laughs> um if you enjoy listening to us you're gonna love watching us live we cut a lot out of the show you get to watch all that live you get to interact you get to be part of the show it's a lot of fun i started out as a patreon you get to see our houses that's true you get to see our houses houses because <laughs> now i have a house yeah um so uh head on over to our patreon you can find our patreon in any of our uh it's on our link tree which you can find in the bio of everything It's it's very easy to find go on patreon search Disney, and if you can't find it just just shoot us an email just text me i'll give it to you i'll send you the link <laughs> uh we've had some new members recently and everyone's been great uh we have a really nice close-knit community with uh like i said like-minded individuals who all love disney we just uh talk disney every day and talk like i don't know random stuff dinners yeah. and uh and life and dogs. Lots of we, we like we like dogs in this in this chat. We're dog people. So um <laughs> so that's our Patreon. You can also uh if you like if you want to support the podcast, you can uh visit us at tpublic.com. Search up uh again, it's in our link tree, our tpublic store. We have our um, our designs on there. You can get Diz his merch help support the podcast. Every dollar helps us, seriously. We're a little podcast. Um, and uh, every dollar helps. And also you can send us an
0: email at DizHisPod at gmail.com. What would you send us an email about? I don't know. Maybe future idea for episodes. What's your favorite part episodes? Do you like Chris or Alex the best? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could give us information like what you had for lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you want. We just want emails. I want to open my email and see a list of people emailing me information. That's all I jo- I need from you guys. You haven't been doing it. I'm not happy about it. So fix it.
1: We're disappointed. That's what we're trying oh, yeah, to say. Yeah, we're disappointed.
0: Yeah. So, we're disappointed that people are not emailing us yes. in droves. Yeah. Uh, but also, since you listen to the podcast, why don't you go on your podcast platform where you're downloading the podcast from? Give us five stars, please. Give us a five star review. We'd we'll enjoy it if we earned it. If, if not, give it. us a four star. Yep. You know, and then do it in the comment section say why it's not a five star, yeah. and then we'll read that and we'll fix it. And then next time. You can give us a five star afterwards.
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing less than four star, though. I think that's a good rule. Like, don't if it's if it's less than four. just don't take the time and do that. Just still uh, yeah. reach out to don't us individually and just tell us. Be Just, just email, email us. us. Literally email us and just say, be better. And we'll understand e- that it was. Email Say,
0: I almost gave you a three star review.
1: Fix yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll cry myself to sleep and we'll figure it out. Here come the emails, Alex. That's the, you got your wish. <laughs> good. So Muppet Vision 3D is an attraction at Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World. The 3D show premiered in 1991, being referred to as a 4D attraction sometimes, with the 3D crossed out on signs and replaced with 4D. Muppet Vision 3D has not been changed since its opening and keeps its ties to the Muppet creator himself, Jim Henson. Um, it not being changed. Yeah, that's that's uh, 100% true. It is still as low tech as, uh, as it did when it came <laughs> out. But I no, love that. No,
0: they have updated the vision, the visuals, the visuals. The, the way it's shown, it's been
1: updated. But, yes, it's the same movie. It's it's old. It's old school, man. But I love that about it. Uh, yes. Old Muppets are the best Muppets. I think we can agree on that. Right,
0: Alex? I have yet to see. I mean, the newer Muppets, the new Muppet TV show wasn't very good. Right. Flopped. Um, But the Haunted Mansion short was movie was good.
1: I think it's because they kind of went back to their roots on uh, that old Muppet sense of humor. Mm-hmm. and uh old old muppetry if you will um so yeah I, I i really like this attraction and i'm really excited to dive into the history
0: yeah yeah i like the attraction too it's definitely it's not something i hit every time but every once in a while i want to go and i definitely can't wait to bring my kids last time we went to hollywood studios we didn't bring them there didn't have time next time
1: we, oh, go, we love definitely it. will go yeah they'll love it um your, your, your daughter's gonna be terrified of the snuffleupagus that comes out that's not what that is, but okay. Not close enough. So let's get to the his on Muppet Vision 3D.
0: On August 28, 1989, Jim Henson made a special appearance at MGM Studios to imprint his hands along with Kermit the Frogs in the courtyard of the Chinese Theater. This special appearance and celebration was how Disney announced the agreement between Henson and the company to sell the Muppets to Disney. Henson was going to work for Disney and help develop new projects for Disney, which included the idea for a half-an-hour Little Mermaid show starring a live actress with puppets. Before this, Disney and Henson had already planned on creating an attraction for the Muppets that would reside at MGM Studios. Mark Edis was a producer of the attraction, remembered their first meeting about the show. Edis was excited to show Henson some new technology that would allow them to break the fourth wall. Little did he know, Henson would want to take that literally. Bill Prady, a Henson writer, was assigned the task of organizing the ideas, from the various pitch meetings, into a story. Eventually, he had his first storyline written, which introduced Bean Bunny, one of Henson's most recent creations, along with cameos from the more famous Muppets. Henson was very hands-on with this project. He was enticed by the idea of working on a park attraction that will tell the same story to generations of people. Disney execs didn't like the idea of the new Muppet attraction not starring a well-known Muppet, but Henson wanted his new creation to be in the forefront of the show. The attraction's movie was developed in California at Walt Disney Studios on Stage 3, the same stage as 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Jim Henson directed it and even voiced Kermit the Frog. They needed to use Stage 3's water tank for Miss Piggy's musical number, the first sequence filmed. They immediately then shot the other side of the stage for the Muppet Lab scenes, then outside for the Old Town Square for the brick wall blowing up scene, and then back to Stage 3 for the patriotic finale. The whole show was filmed in just several days.
1: So Alex, you said this isn't an every time um, visit for you. Now for me, it is because I'm one of those, you know, one park one day and i'm not going back for a few more years so when i'm in hollywood studios this is like a staple for me i love this attraction i think it's great the literal breaking down of the fourth wall is amazing and for some reason i always forget it's gonna happen and i'm always surprised to see them come out of the screen like i'm all i don't know why i i I know it's gonna happen yet i'm always surprised when it happens and it just it brings me so much joy because i just it's just it's the muppets you know I'm
0: surprised this is a must see every time you go to the park when you go once every 3 4 years. Like that's surprising to me. Really? It has a lot no, to do with that park.
1: I uh, well first of all, I've never seen Galaxy's Edge.
0: Yeah, that's going to change it cuz you're going to want to do Galaxy's Edge. That's that's already one attraction. There's two attractions on there in Galaxy's Edge you're going to want to go on and uh, you're not going to have time for this
1: anymore. Um I don't know. See, I love my favorite rides at the Disney parks, and um, hmm, I don't know, I don't know about Universal, but my favorite ride at the Disney parks are these like corny attractions. Like, I love those things,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. It's corny, but it's good, it's good, it's good for sure. No, yeah,
1: I, and and corny, I mean, like, um. I never enjoyed this anywhere else type thing, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like when it comes to thrill rides or like a a dark ride, I'm going dark ride every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the attention to detail that Disney puts into their stuff is just awesome. I mean, the queue in Muppet vision is amazing. Uh, I could just stand there all day.
0: It's not much of a queue. It's like a room. It's a room, a big waiting area, but it's cool. They got the little TVs. cool. They have the key under the mat.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, what you
0: brought up. I didn't add this to the history at all. The key under the mat.
1: What yeah. You brought so it up? Easter egg. Um, you yeah. Can lift up the mat at the uh, ticket booth. I think it is. Right. And uh, there's yeah. a little key under there. And it's mm-hmm. uh, there's a sign somewhere that says, you know, keys under the mat. And it's it's literally under the mat. Um. No, I, I just I love this attraction. Like this is up there with like uh as far as like shows go. It's up there with like PhilharMagic for me. Um, just, yeah. Like, I, it's just like a must do for me when I'm at the parks. Yeah. It uh makes me feel like a kid again.
0: Yeah, Philhar Magic is really good. If you're if you're at the park with somebody who doesn't want to do roller coasters and you know doesn't have a lot of stuff other stuff, this is a great ride. Philhar Magic's a great ride. You're right. Those yeah those are absolutely. definitely good time fillers. Um I think it's kinda interesting that Henson was going to do a Little Mermaid show with puppets. I think that would've actually done really well in the late nineties. Imagine or mid nineties.
1: Yeah, I mean the uh you know little mermaid was super, super popular, uh, right after its release. And, um, yeah, I don't know how that would be. It'd be, it'd be really interesting though. You have that, um, I could see like a puppet S cartoonish, you know, under the sea type thing. Uh, that, that would just, it almost reminds me of, um, splash mountain, uh, the zippity Doodah scene. Uh, I could just mm-hmm. see something like that with all these like little puppets, uh, during the under the sea. I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, really interesting that he that he picked that. I guess it's because of the popularity of, uh, of Little Mermaid around that time. Yeah, I think that would have been really interesting. Uh, interesting that he did have uh, that. That's the one thing he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I think I think and we'll get further into this, but I think it's very unfortunate that Henson was not able to work with Disney for years to come, because I think with Henson and Disney together, the 90s and early 2000s would have been amazing with Muppet oh, yeah. type stuff for sure the shows at Disney would have been way different i think yeah than what totally. they are now mm-hmm. i mean imagine uh the funny nemo show but more of a muppet type you know like yeah. they have the puppets but it's not a muppet you know it's a puppet right. um kind of different there
1: yeah i um i you know when you're watching this this attraction or you're watching this show you don't realize that it had to have been shot somewhere so i kind of liked uh learning about they went from this stage, to that stage, this stage, that stage. Um, it's cool to, just a several to dissect days. these things. Yeah, that's that several two. days.
0: Like that's so fast. But I mean, it's Henson. So he knows what he's doing. It's not like it's new to him,
1: you know? Yeah. For an attraction that's been running for decades at this point, um, it, it's just it holds up. It, it holds up in the most. Uh, and would it hold up if it was any other IP? I don't think so. I, no, think, yeah. I think it holds up because it's the Muppets.
0: They're timeless. The Muppets yes. are timeless. They yep. are timeless. You know, it's they don't add too many characters. Like they added Bean Bunny here, but you know he's not even that big. of Bean Bunny is great in the show. You like Bean Bunny? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think I think Bean Bunny's perfect for the show.
0: Um, but I'm saying like all the main cast characters, they don't they don't interchange. They don't get old. They don't you know. Yep. They just they're timeless characters. Muppets are timeless, so that makes it a timeless ride. Other thing, only thing that got going against it is the technology. Which, if you go into it saying, "Hey, we're gonna watch like a retro trial style two D yep. animation, three D animation, or not three D live action movie," um, it's really fun.
1: They go all in on that too, from the art to like the the promotions for the attraction. It's like you know you're going into like a retro Muppets type thing. Um, where you're gonna get that uh, that goofy humor that is like like you said is just timeless. It's kind of like that Three Stooges humor when it's like Three Stooges super old, but you're still gonna laugh at them because it's just stupid mm-hmm. funny. The Muppets yeah. just have that stupid, but at the same time they have clever humor as well, and it's just a good combination that it uh, just holds up. It's a it's a it's a great attraction.
0: Everything was running smoothly, and Henson was coming in under budget, so they decided that the crew would take a short vacation while the film tested. The testing came back with a few minor changes, but unfortunately, while the crew was on break, Jim Henson passed away suddenly in May of 1990. The untimely death of Jim Henson stalled the production of the show, and also stalled the handshake agreement of Disney acquiring the Jim Henson Company. The production for the attraction only started again after Brian Henson, Jim's son, watched the film his dad had produced. He thought this was a great tribute to his father, which would also be the last thing produced that had Jim voice Kermit. Brian signed off on the attraction being finished, so the family asked Frank Oz, Jim Henson's friend, to finish directing the production to completion. Disney offered Oz $50,000 for his work, but refused to take it. He instead said that he was low on socks, so Disney paid him with a basket of socks. Muppet Vision 3D opened on May 16, 1991, then MGM Studios, now Hollywood Studios. The show attraction was an instant success, so Disney quickly cloned it for California. They originally were going to replace Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland, but the pushback from fans was so great that they instead put it at Disney California Adventure as an opening day attraction, which ran until 2014. The theater that Muppet Vision 3D used to reside in is now named the Crown Jewel Theater and houses, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. The attraction's 584-seat theater was designed to replicate the theater for the Muppet TV show. The attraction was originally sponsored by Kodak until 2013. So... Some fun little information there. Uh, unfortunately about Jim Henson, of course. Uh, and But I think it's f- awesome that his son was able to see something like this attraction. Because at this point, Henson's were not agreeing with anything with Disney. They were right. butting heads over everything because there was this agreement that Disney was going to buy Henson Company. Mm-hmm. And Brian Henson didn't want to sell it to Disney. That He wanted to keep it. And... Um, Seeing this show, seeing how it was his dad's last thing and how it really encompasses the Muppet, um, you know, how the Muppets are the Muppets, uh, allowed him to say, yeah, you know, keep pushing it forward. Let's finish this. Let's put it out like my dad wanted to. And uh, I think that was a great decision. Funnier decision is Frank Oz saying, I don't want any money to do this. Pay me in socks.
1: That that was incredible. Do you know how important Frank Oz is? Do you know like his resume? No, no I don't even know who that is. Oh my gosh! The first other thing than, that the, other than the great
0: powerful Oz's cousin, I don't know who that is.
1: <laughs> the, the first uh, person that he voices that pops into my mind is Yoda. He voices oh, really? Yoda. Yeah, he's he's the voice of Yoda. So then I looked up his uh, his other credits. So uh, he started off in 1979 with the Muppet movie. He voices Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy, Sam Eagle, Animal. Marvin Sugg's and he's also a puppeteer. Um he was in um basically all of the original Muppet movies oh. playing you know voicing those characters Yoda in every single Star Wars uh movie that features Yoda, not the TV show but every movie. Uh he played in Sesame Street, he played Cookie Monster, Bert and Grover. Wow. So his resume is just huge. That's he's a crazy. really close relationship with uh with Disney. He played uh, minor roles in Monsters Incorporated and uh, Inside Out as well. So he's uh, um him and Disney are pretty tight. And he still didn't have socks. I, yeah. I, I
0: guess I guess it doesn't matter how rich you are. You just always forget to buy socks.
1: It's always it's always just that yeah, that 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 go to gift on Father's Day. You can't um, find
0: those pairs. But I, I hopefully they send him a basket, and hopefully every couple of years he'd be like, hey, Disney, any more socks?
1: Yeah, that, that better be like a lifetime thing of socks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Every year he gets more and more, I think. And you know what? Um, I'm going to say this, and one of our Patreons is going to be very angry. He's not here right now, live. But uh, what is the big deal with Mr. Lincoln? I would have been fine with him replacing uh, Mr. Lincoln over in Disneyland. I've never seen I, it. But, I disagree. Like, good God. Just come on
1: i think the historical significance and the ties to walt disney uh in particular uh th- that's why that attraction needs to stay it's it's one of the things that's like like what would would you ever take small worlds not a greater ride, but you're never taken it out of the park you're never taking it out of the park, of the park. yeah but it's never going to
0: no no but i mean hall of presidents i would easily be fine with that getting replaced
1: it's too that's, that's too important to the integrity of the park Walt Disney wanted to showcase America like he, he that's it's, it's just whenever Walt Disney has a like an imprint on an attraction or a ride, that ride's going to stay there forever just because it's just historically significant. If you fill the park with modern day IP, it's just it's just it loses that that the soul of the park, in my opinion,
0: there was this putback where they didn't they didn't change it, which is funny that they, they were like, oh, whoa, 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 okay, then. Glad we put out this buffer saying we're gonna replace it to see how you guys feel about it.
1: The uh, the story of Jim Henson dying midway through this production uh, and his son taking over is like eerily similar to Walt Disney passing before being able to open uh, Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. and it's cool because Roy you know steps up and he and he finishes the park. It's really cool that um, Jim Henson's son could have just been like, no, you know this is. This is too much for me. I can't do this, whatever. But instead he goes ahead and he's like, no, oh, this is a great tribute to my dad. And I thought that, that, that was such a cool little part of the story. Uh, sad that he never got to see it because it seems like his, uh, this deal with Disney was important to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sad that he never got to see it, but really, really cool that um, him. And then with the help of like a legend, like Frank Oz uh, was able to finish this and it's still there to this day. And that, I think that's another reason why you're not going to see this go away um anytime soon because of the like this this story behind it like how do you do that with jim henson's son who's like oh this is my dad's last ever uh you know thing that he's touched how are mm-hmm. you to take it
0: away uh, kermit uh, it yeah
1: too. yeah it's 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 gonna be nearly impossible for this attraction to go away it's almost like mm-hmm. et at universal you know it's it's like one of those rides that they're just going to keep um, maintaining or attractions rather. And I'm totally fine with it. I, I wish there was more Muppets. I wish they went through with the uh, original plan of having that little Muppets area back there. But uh, hey, you know, this is good enough for me.
0: I was so upset when they took the Muppets out of uh, Magic Kingdom.
1: Uh, the show you're talking about?
0: Yeah, the little the little show that just appears on the street. Yeah, that, I love that
1: show. In my opinion, there should be more Muppets, not less Muppets at the parks. Mm. I just think that's great, uh, gr- great property that Disney owns, and they should showcase them more, uh, yeah. even on merchandise. But um, it's kind of weird how it's, they're, they're overshadowed by someone like Daisy Duck, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 17-minute show used animatronics of Waldorf and Statler, Bean Bunny, Swedish Chef, and a Penguin Orchestra, along with 3D effects to bring to life the Muppet film. The movie introduced fans to new 3D technology, which somehow goes a bit sideways. During the patriotic scene, which has fireworks displayed on the screen and ceiling, Waldo disrupts the finale, which causes a shooting match between the Penguins and the Swedish chef, who is running the projector in the back of the theater. A mess ensues and smoke starts to billow from the stage and screen. Sweetums runs in front of the stage to tell everyone to stop as a cannon is raised from under the stage. Which is lit off by a penguin shooting a hole in the back of the theater the film messes up and the Swedish chef tries to shoot waldo but misses putting holes in the screen one final shot from the chef causes a theater screen to rip and an explosion a shoot out a hole in the theater where the screen was the hole is then driven through by a fire truck with kermit writing on the back informing the audience the theater only suffered minor damage and to enjoy the rest of their day the jim henson directed movie hasn't changed since it premiered. In 2004, Disney acquired the Jim Henson Company and removed the Jim Henson name from the show sign. In 2009, the attraction was shut down for a month while it was refurbished. The film was remastered in Disney Digital 3D, and the pre-show area was updated. Now the pre-show area was full of spoof posters like High School Mayhem, Hama Montana, and Wild Frogs. In 2017, the theater received a new entrance. The original Kermit sign was removed and was replaced with a new theater marquee sign. So um, if you're listening live, if you were listening live in your Patreon like you could, uh, Chris is reading the history over because I already did a history take, but we can't play it live for our Patreons. So Chris is reading it, and uh, he literally stopped reading to say, wow, to this fun fact, which is not a fun fact at all, that after Disney bought them, they took his name off. What? Yeah, they took Jim Henson's. That. It, what? Like, that is so me- they're like, oh, we own this now. Uh, you weren't
1: here before. Like, are you serious? That that's wild to me. Um, and Brian Henson's like, what did I do? Those are like his children. The Muppets were like, are like Jim Henson's children. Um, Ryan, who I we will give him more of a more shout out at the end of this, but Ryan, who wrote this history for us, just wrote in the chat and said, Eisner was wrong for taking off the Jim Henson name. But at this point, Jim didn't own the Muppets anymore. He did create them though. He owns, yeah,
0: the Muppets. He they are called Muppets, not puppets, because they're Jim Henson's.
1: Yeah, and uh, Adam's asking, is it possible that it was a legal thing? I don't know. I think that if you own something, you can call it whatever you want. I would think, unless
0: yeah, Jim Henson's they bought the na- rights to it.
1: Unless Jim Henson's name is trademarked,
0: but it's, but, it's but you can't trademark company. a name,
1: right? Well, it's yeah, a Jim you,
0: Henson company,
1: right? So you can say you could even even if you. removed a trademark like if it was like jim henson's company muppets right you could say jim henson's muppets instead like you can that's not like anyone can use anyone's name i would think uh he's a public figure so you could use his name anyway um weird i I mean disney has a history of doing that Uh, they just bought uh 20th century fox and and now fox search searchlight is now just searchlight uh pictures Uh, for movies yeah they took off the fox on it so and that was like as soon as they bought them like it was very quick that they got the cgi team in there. they we need to take fox off here (laughs) um disney just when they own something it's theirs you know forget about anybody else this is this is ours now i'm the captain now
0: um back to the ride itself but i like the update to the pre-show area the queue. Oh yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I like all all the spoof posters and stuff. I think they're hilarious. I I would love to see spoof posters just all around the park. Ah. Oh, I think yeah. that would be awesome.
1: Or you know, you just buy like them.
0: fake signs and like coming soon, and to say, put them like every month they put a new movie out there, a big billboard for a real movie coming out, but it's a it's a it's a spoof. Uh, Muppet spoof. I think that'd be hilarious.
1: Yeah. That's. I think they. Um. Uh, I think that there's just so many missed opportunities with owning the Muppets, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and I and I hope they start taking advantage, like this this spoof Haunted Mansion movie. So it was amazing. They can yeah. literally do anything with the Muppets, and it will be gold.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could do they could redo their whole entire. You know, they're always trying to recreate things that have in the past. Just do it again with Muppets. It's fine.
1: Yeah, we um, stop making remakes. Do Muppet remakes. Yeah. Do reboot if you want to reboot a movie. The new rule should be you could reboot it, but it has to be with Muppets.
0: So how do you like this finale of this ride? The Love it. Sweetums running out, mm-hmm. uh, the penguin shooting a cannon off inside a building. Um, I think it's hilarious, and like you said, it's very funny when it happens, and then the screen rips away, and because you're wearing 3D glasses, mm-hmm. you know it looks like it's happening in live action. And, uh, the wall breaks down and Kermit, it comes in very calm, very nonchalant, yeah, right on the back yeah. of a fire truck. Um, not wearing a helmet, by the way.
1: No, that's uh pretty dangerous. Yeah. Uh, we but, hear the Disney podcast condone wearing helmets on back of fire trucks.
0: But yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a great ending. It's fun. It definitely has that, you know, that Muppets chaos at the end where everything oh, yeah. just goes sideways and, uh. Of course, Kermit comes in at the end to fix it all up because that's what he does.
1: Yeah, there's nothing more Muppets than like everything going smooth, and then in a blink of an eye, everything goes sideways. In and a blink of an eye, a penguin is shooting off a cannon. I love how it just ends after that, and they like expect you they just <laughs> leave. It's
0: over. <laughs> Get out. It's over.
1: Like it's like you're on this this like adrenaline high of watching everything is going on, and it's like oh, everything's fine. Just go carry about your day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, very funny very funny definitely if you haven't seen it I definitely recommend it I mean it's only 17 minutes long so it's not that long but if you could time it right because it is one of the shows that's timed because the you have know, the pre-show which isn't really a pre-show it's just like a waiting around. so if you can time get in there right as a show's about to start you can pretty much just walk on at all times
1: we um it, it's a great place to get out of the heat mm-hmm it's super cold in there yeah,
0: very get good, off very, your feet, get out of the heat. Very good AC. Very good AC. And very a very good great gift sense. shop. Good gift shop.
1: Not very busy. Like it's not very no, crowded. Never. You know, it's a not very. It's the, that part of the park is just like It's a nice. Like, it just feels like a lull area. Like there's not never a lot of people. It's always like super chill. Um, you go into the into the show, have a good time, get get a little recharged, and the gift shop is awesome. Just all, all Muppets everywhere. And and then you uh, and then you leave that part, and then you forget that the that Disney owns the Muppets, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Disney brought in experts from the Jim Henson Company to train their actors to act exactly like Sweetums for for the attraction opening.
0: Muppet Vision three D also is the last time Richard Hunt voiced Scooter, Statler, Janice, Beaker, and Sweetums. He passed away in nineteen ninety two.
1: Muppet Vision 3D was the first time Mickey Mouse was animated in the 3D style animation. The fire firetruck that Kermit is sitting in at the end of the film
0: used to be parked at just outside the show exit to help sell the realism of the attraction.
1: That's ah, pretty cool. The Waldorf and Statler animatronics have three arms, two connected to the bodies and one used to wave the white flag after the cannon is shot.
0: I think it's so funny they brought in people to teach people how to be Sweetums.
1: That's really funny. I would have loved to see that.
0: And then they, and then I guess people teach other people how to be Sweetums and so on and so forth.
1: Yes, release the Sweetums tapes. I need to it's, see it's, this.
0: When he when he runs out there, I imagine it freaks some people out when they are like not expecting it. It's like, whoa, those three D graphics are amazing. It's like he's <laughs> right here.
1: <laughs> and then imagine kids in the front row, the front row who don't know what Sweetums is. This start screaming. It's like that's scarier than the uh, the spiders dropping. And it's uh, tough to be a bug. I feel like.
0: Dude, this is big. He's a he big scary monster.
1: Yeah, he scares me every time. <laughs> and then and then when I'm watching, I'm watching, and I have to take off my regular glass, to put on the 3D glass. I see. him. I was like, Alex.
0: <laughs> we hear this his think Muppet Vision 3D is an amazing attraction that has stood the test of time. Sure, it's a bit outdated, but in no way should it be replaced. Directed and voiced by Jim Henson. It does exactly what Brian Henson wanted the attraction to do to allow multiple generations to enjoy a Jim Henson Muppet event.
1: Are you looking for a magical experience? Look no further than Three Cheeky Chicks, a Disney-themed candle company that will transport you to your favorite childhood memories.
0: Three Cheeky Chicks offers wax melts, candies, candles, diffuser oils, and room sprays, all available on MagilyScented.com. The best part? You can use the code DIZHIS20 at checkout to receive 20% off your
1: purchase. Immerse yourself in the world of Disney with scents like Polly Juice Potion, which is orange and mold fruit, blended with oak and patchouli on a base of sugared berries. Or try Once Upon a Dream, a magical blend of pears, peaches, and mild red berries mixed with water lily, apple blossoms, tiari flowers, and jasmine with a base of vanilla orchard, sandalwood, coconut milk, and chiffron musk.
0: And don't forget the official DizHIS scent. Created exclusively for fans of the Disney's podcast, Three Cheeky Chicks candles, wax melts, and diffusers make the perfect gift for any Disney lover.
1: So visit magicallyscented.com today and use the code DISHIS20 for 20% off your purchase. Three Cheeky Chicks, where every scent
2: tells a story. Hey there, fellow Disney enthusiasts. Scott here from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I'm not here to shamelessly plug the No New Friends podcast. No, I want to tell you all about the Diz His Goof Troop or Patreon. Now, you hear Joe and Jen and Chris and Alex talking about Patreon all the time, but I wanted you to hear from an actual Patreon member how cool it is to be a member of the Goof Troop you get exclusive access to early release, show notes, and then my two favorite aspects, the cutting room floor material, the things that you don't get to hear on Spotify or Apple or any other platform that you listen to. And there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really funny things that happen in that cutting room floor. Also, you get access to the live recordings. And I'm going to tell you these live recordings are fantastic. Between Alex's mispronunciation of words or just Joe being silly, or Chris making a really funny joke, it's worth the price of admission just to watch the live episodes. Plus, you get to chat and interact with some amazing Goof Troop members that have me rolling on the floor in laughter first thing in the morning all the way till I go to sleep at night. It's just so much fun, and I wanted you to hear it from an actual Goof Troop member how cool it is to be a Diz His Patreon member. Just visit their website, DizHis.com, and click on the Goof Troop Link for as low as $2 a month. That's only $24 a year. You get all this access and it's worth it. Trust me. DizHiz.com. Click on the Goof Troop link.
1: Hey, I'm Joe from the DizHiz. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming
0: up to give one of the best travel experiences ever.
1: I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts.
0: We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to
1: plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip.
0: So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com.
1: Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top.
0: Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download
1: the Sorcerer Radio app. So before we get to this week in Disney, I do want to give Ryan a huge shout-out for writing this history. Um, this is uh, He's a big Muppet guy. He uh, probably because He looks like a Muppet, Alex. I, I've never really put to it. Yeah, I think it might be. that's his, He's a his he's kin. a Muppet
0: of a man for sure. Yeah,
1: he's a, he, that's his kin. Um, seriously, thank you for writing this history. This was really well written. It was really fun to to learn about. And if you want uh, us to break down, you know, a topic that that you want to hear about, you could do that, too. Uh, but you just have to write it good like Ryan or Alex will get mad at you. So, Alex, you, you, you know what? I was going to ask you what you did this week in Disney, but you told me to remind you something. So I hope that you remember what you told me to remind you because I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I already had it. I already had it uh, say oh, ready perfect. to go. So please remind me. So before I get to that, I wanted to say how this week in Disney, I did some stuff. Um, last episode, I said how my family was going to go to mm. Disney for a little vacation you were gonna have a one night, two day at Disney. Um, unfortunately, those plans fell through because I got COVID, so we couldn't go. Instead, we had to stay home and uh, quarantine for the weekend, and um, we're still dealing with it now. My daughter just caught it because this COVID's uh. fun like that. It like goes through the house slowly. Uh, but so we couldn't go to Disney, unfortunately. But you know. Disney is where the heart is, right? Is that a saying? Could be.
1: Yep. Sounds so like I
0: see me. that in the shirt. Um, we did some Disney stuff anyways. When I had COVID for the half a day that I was isolated until my wife got it, and then it became uh, us taking care of the kids together, both sick, um, I watched all of evasion. Invasion? Secret Invasion. invasion. Secret Invasion. Um, not caught up as much as you are, because you watched mm-hmm. today's episode. Yes. Because we do record this. We're recording this actually on Thursday prior to when it comes out. Right. So you watched episodes one through four. One through four. Yes. Which I was like, I was watching episode one and I actually stopped it with like 10 minutes left. But like, how long is this episode?
1: It's and a long then, episode. The first one. dude. It's like I watched three movies. Yeah. The first one's long.
0: Um, and uh, so far. Not a, not a giant fan.
1: No, I like it. I like it. It's, I, I, it's I don't. All think right. I, I don't think I love it. But I yeah. I really I I like it um, right and th- that's what I did this week at Disney I, I watched I watched Secret Evasion. Uh I did just watch the uh, recent one and there's only six episodes uh, in the season so the last like minute or couple minutes of uh, episode five really got me excited for the finale. And uh, for those who have watched... Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. episode
0: five and then the finale?
1: Yeah, finale is episode
0: six. I feel I, like they haven't done anything this season. I, I know. Like I, nothing's been completed.
1: I don't like the pacing of the show. And I don't mm-hmm. like the six episode series. I think eight at the minimum is good for a series. No, six I like is, Well, eight... I'm saying eight at the absolute minimum. And they got to be hour-long shows. Like you can't do this 40-minute, 30-minute stuff. and, and Yeah. Eight, like you need a good eight hours, especially for a, a one season long show. Now I did talk about this before. I'm really disappointed how they're not following the comics uh, to an extent. Uh, I, I read somewhere. They said, don't read the comics. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't read secret invasion. And they should have because, but I, but again, how are you going to write in all these stars to reprise themselves and, or be fake thems. And you know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: but I hate, I hate how they're like, you'll watch these shows, right? And at one point, the president is going to die. The president of the United States is mm-hmm. in, in the middle of gunfire, mm-hmm. going to die, and no person with powers comes to help. Like, that's so not realistic in the sense of if we're in a world where there's people with powers and the president' life is on the line, someone's going to show up to help. Like, someone's, someone's got to someone know, showing right? Someone's, someone's got to know. Up. If he's traveling – Especially he travels to Russia like he's got to have there's got to be a suit. I'm going to go to the boys on this one. There's got to be a suit who rides the president all times to be that extra protection, you know, in the agency. Uh, But but uh, roadies with him. Who? Roadie. War machine. But he doesn't have he doesn't have his machines with him, which is weird to
1: me. Well, that's because he's, you know, he's not really him, which is also I can't wait to break that down.
0: Yeah cuz I haven't I mean it hasn't been declared yet but it's obvious. And uh, also like that you saw uh, Nick Fury's wife.
1: Yeah. fun, very who's,
0: interesting. Who's not a human, which is interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, you know, it, it's a um, I, the, the trailers for the show were a lot better than the show, I think. It looked like a you know, drama spy thriller. The, the first episode I thought was fantastic. Dude,
0: I can't believe they killed what's her face on the first episode.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that was shocking. And then I, um, I
0: like I like how the credits is like special guest.
1: Yeah, there's been a couple deaths in this <laughs> in this series that I was kind of yeah. like, wow, this is uh this is crazy, and uh, there was a cameo, and I will talk about this. There is a cameo that nobody will, uh, the casual watcher will not know. So I will talk about it. Uh, if you watch Black Widow, the guy that stars in Handmaid's Tale, um, he's like a has a British accent, wears glasses. Um, he's at the end of Black Widow. I'm not, might, I don't know if he's in the beginning too, but he's, I think he, I don't know. He works with, with Black Widow. He's, he's in this episode, episode five. So that's cool just to see these like connections of, of the movies to a TV show. Um, was in on the screen for 45 seconds and so that's it. Don't know if we'll ever see him again. I don't, you know, I don't even know why he was there. Uh, hopefully he plays a role in the sixth episode, which I doubt because I, I think they're in a totally other country than him. I, I don't know, but he was there. And I had to read about it on Twitter to even know that it was a cameo because I, Blackwood it was just so forgettable that I uh, didn't even realize that this was the guy. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a show for sure. I give it like a <laughs> I give it like so far, I give it like, I don't know, six and a half, seven out of ten, not seven, six and a half. I think it's fair.
0: Yeah, uh, I think six is fair. And the only thing I said when I'm watching, it, I said, whoa, that's a super scroll because of the card in marvel snap exactly
1: i uh because of the card in marvel snap i did uh do a little research on super scroll and and and, you know his background and uh i kind of figured that was the direction they were going to be going with this because i'm like okay he's a scroll so let's you know and it's interesting I, i i really don't enjoy the um lack of backstory on a lot of this stuff And again, I think it has a lot to do with just the six episodes. I think the pacing is horrible. Uh, It's an interesting show; it's entertaining. I'm enjoying watching it, but I'm just—it's just not—it's not great. That's okay. One day they'll put out a good product again.
0: So the other thing I did in Disney before I give it back to you, in case isn't—I don't know—did you do anything else in Disney, or are you done? I just want to talk about some news. That's all. Okay. So before I give back to you, there's another thing I did in Disney, and it's funny because. Um, at night, when we sit down with our kids, sometimes we'll put some stuff on. We're having a hard time finding like things that are entertaining yet not too uh, energizing.
1: Right. You know, oh, so a, like calm like, down.
0: Hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because it has to be entertaining but not too energizing. So right. We were going through uh, Disney Plus and We found this movie, and we're like, "Hey, this looks interesting." Mm-hmm. And um, it's called Dario Gill and the Little People, and it's a live action movie. Is that what they're naming Snow White? No, may, maybe, but no. Uh, it's a live action movie from 1959. Are you serious? 1959, and we saw we saw the cover. And we're like, hey, there's a leprechaun, so we're like, let's watch it. That'll be that might be fun. And uh, <laughs> we started watching it, and and we just put it on just to like put it on. We're like the kids are tired, let's just put it on. And we're watching. My wife's like, watching it, and the kids fall asleep, right. As we planned, they fell asleep watching this sh- oh. movie. And we're like, I was like, You wanna change it? She's like, No, let's keep watching it. So we keep watching it. And then we stop it uh, because we can put them down. The next night, we're like, Hey, let's put the show back on again. And, mo- and my daughter's like, This is where we left off. We gotta rewind where we left off because she fell asleep. So we have to rewind it to where she fell asleep because she wanted to watch it. And we end up watching the whole entire movie, all of us. And we really liked it. It was oh, really? a really neat movie. Fun fact, is Sean Connery's in it. I see that. He plays a male lead. Another fun fact is Walt Disney personally picked Sean Connery to be in this movie, and this movie could have been a reason why he became 007. So without this movie, Sean Connery may never have been 007.
1: Darby O'Gill crawled so that James Bond could walk.
0: That's interesting. That's that's right. And we're watching the movie. and We're like, dang, these people look kind of old. But like back in the day, 50s, they, maybe yeah. they weren't that old, right? Right. So we're wondering. There's this old lady in the movie. Um, I'm forgetting what character she plays. She plays one of the main character's uh, mother. Oh, there you go. Uh, she plays Sheila Sugru, Pony's father. And she is old in the movie looking. Her name's Estella Winwood. And I was like, dude, how old was she when she did this? She could have been like maybe 50 and they just look super old. But no, she was 70 when this came out oh. in the 50s. She lived be 101 oh my gosh because it was like oh my gosh she was 70 when this came out and she still lived another 40 years like it was Uh, insane
1: so alex this this movie gets reviewed very well on imdb it's a 7.1 out of 10 by uh 80 out of 100 by critics the practical effects of this are very impressive
0: they they're they're very impressive and it's so funny because they have a part where they have they have like um pretty much they have death come, and they have um, horses come, and they have a ghoul, and it was just like, the effects are just so like old school, like they're just like, they're just taking it, something in their chain, they're with they're introing the, you know, how you'll take an image, you can make it black and white, mm-hmm. and you'll reverse it, and right. make it, you know, and then they're doing that, and they're showing on screen, my daughter's like, it's scary. I, <laughs> I was like, that's what they're going for. But it was it was a good movie. I definitely recommend it. And you know what? That made us think is, hey, what other older movies should we watch? So I think next we're gonna watch Robin Hood, the old school Robin Hood. Just watch Men in Tights. No, we're not gonna watch Men in Tights. They're not not for Men in Tights yet. Not
1: with with the kids. (laughs) No, but I think we're gonna watch
0: the original. Not the original, but the old school Robin Hood. I think is on there. We're gonna try that.
1: That that's fun. I'm I'm watching. uh, I've had the like clips from this movie playing this whole time and i see like death and it's it's crazy this is 1959 honestly yeah yeah very cool yeah very it's a fun watch i rec- I recommend it uh before we end this segment i just want to talk about uh something i read in the news um disney's not doing so hot financially really? uh, yeah and um There's rumors that the reason why they extended Bob Iger's contract is to to facilitate a sale uh, of Disney, uh, which I thought was really interesting. And I would be – I'm really excited at the uh, potential of a company like Apple uh, buying Disney because they share a lot of the same values. I think nothing would change and they'd have a lot – they'd have the most funding in the world to do whatever they want, right? Because Bob Iger just talked about how he wants to cut back on uh, production. Really? Yeah, TV shows and movies, they don't want to put as much money into them anymore. Um, Dude, they've bought so much stuff. They've purchased so many IPs. They're losing and, a lot of money on Hulu. Oh, on Hulu? Yeah, like millions. And um, Well, then get rid of Hulu. And their movies have been flopping recently at the box office. Um, well, a lot of movies have been flopping that's at post-COVID. the box office. Yeah, Nobody she, wants to
0: go to movie theaters anymore.
1: Sure, but it's, it's, you got to make money somehow. They are, they, I, I know that at the very least they're going to be selling their TV rights, like their TV, um, probably like ABC, ESPN, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Get um, rid of the ESPN. Get
1: rid of Hulu. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Uh, I, I would hate to see Amazon buy Disney. I don't think, uh, I don't know. I just don't think their values align as much as, as Apple's does. But in a Bob Iger's book, they were talking about how, like, they're talking about Apple and Disney merging years ago. Like they've always had such a close relationship. I mean, on your Apple watch, one of the options of the watch faces, which is very limited, uh, maybe 20 different watch faces you can choose. One of the faces you could do have Mickey or Minnie. Yeah, the old school um, Mickey, right? Yeah. Yep. So it, it's it, it's um, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that story. I thought that was, was, was fascinating. It's,
0: it's baffling because Disney is so big. You don't think anybody could buy them. You know? I know. Yeah. Yeah. They but see, like, Apple are too big to be bought.
1: Apple has like a trillions of dollars. Like Apple has so much cash on hand. They could buy anybody they want. Um, well, Apple,
0: if you're listening, I could use a
1: little money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be uh, I'd really be excited if Apple uh, bought Disney. I think integrating their technology into the parks would be awesome. Um, it just I don't know. Apple do, when Apple does something, they do it uh, perfectly. Uh, with their with their stuff they wait they're they're patient and they and they, they do that it up.
0: expensively
1: yeah that too uh but hey disney's already expensive so it's perfect perfect for them um yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there but i thought that was pretty interesting um but we'll see what happens whether it's uh the tvs or tv rights or um streaming rights not rights but the the streaming part of the business the tv part of the business or the whole company we'll see if apple makes them an offer they can't refuse i can't see them saying no because I think even Disney knows that if, if Apple buys them, that not, nothing's really going to change other than who owns them. That's insane. Yeah. Who gets so, that money when they're bought? Um, not us. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you that much, <laughs> Alex.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, maybe their downfall is they should invest in some podcasts. Maybe that's it. If you're listening, which you are. Uh, next week on Diz His, we're going to wrap up our evil series with Ursula. So if you're paying attention and you, you listen to the first two episodes, which was first to start off with Maleficent, then we do the evil queen, and now we're wrapping up with Ursula.
1: That's going to be a fun one. Can't wait for mm-hmm. that. If you want to hear any of those other villains that we just talked about or literally any other of our episodes you can visit us at our link tree which is posted in all the descriptions of our episodes you go to our link tree we have all the links to our social media to our old episodes to our patreon to our t public all right there and again if you want to join our patreon watch us live help support the podcast for just as little as two dollars a month you could do that too so that's the his on muppet vision 3d i'm chris I'm Alex. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.